Well, good morning to you. Glad to see all of y'all out this morning. It's a beautiful day out there. Uh, in 1974, Harry Chaplin released his only number one hit song called Cats in the Cradle. Now, while it was the only song that he ever had to reach this level of fame, it was inducted to the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2011, and it's become a staple of folk rock due to its timeless lesson. Now, what many don't know is that the lyrics actually came from a poem that Chaplin's wife, Sandy Gaston, wrote about, her, about the awkward relationship between her first husband, John, and his father, who was a politician. Now, when Chaplin sang it, he was talking about his relationship with his own son and admitted that it scared him to death. So, in short, even in the creation of the song, the message spanned across families and across generations with a simple message, what you do, you teach. What you teach, your children will learn and repeat. Many times in the Bible, this process, in my opinion, is what is called generational curses or blessings. This morning, I'd like us to look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, if you would, and find out what God says should be going on in our home. <clears throat> We'll be reading verses 1 through 12 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do in the land whither you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all of his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, Thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life and thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of, of them when thou sittest by the way, or sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I want to confess to you that up until recently, Bible conversations in my house didn't happen that often. 
a quick prayer before a meal or maybe answering the rare question that popped up about a sermon or a lesson in church was about all that was talked about. And I'm betting that most of us find ourselves in the same situation throughout the week. While we say that God has a priority in our lives, we never speak of it. We seem to be so caught up in the blessings that he's given us that we forget about who gave them to us. But when he truly becomes a priority, that begins to be what we want to talk about. And the closer I've grown to him, the more I read his word, the more I pray, the more I want to talk about it. I want to share with my family. Do you ever wonder why it feels awkward to share God with the people that you live with, to start up a conversation about the Bible and about the things of God? I simply think it's because we're out of practice or we haven't ever started to begin with. And because of that, we tend to just talk about our day. However, if we'll push past that awkwardness and we'll start doing that in practice, as the old saying goes, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. If we will practice this in our homes, eventually this will become a routine thing. It will become as routine as talking about what we did at work today or what you learned in school today. That's what needs to be going on in our homes right now. We need to give God a place in our homes, in our conversations. He needs to be a part of our everyday life, not just something that we do on Sunday or Wednesday or on special occasions. Amen. His word, our salvation, our worldview, all of these can be daily topics of conversation, building blocks, because the people in our home are probably the first disciples that most of us will ever make for the Lord. then maybe our children and our spouses can see that it's a priority in our lives. So let's make a point today to start training ourselves and the people in our house in the things of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this chance to come out to your house and learn more of your word, Lord. We thank you for all the servants that you have placed here amongst us that work diligently to... Help give us your word and explain your word, Lord. We thank you for a pastor that's willing to take a stand for the things that you have deemed important, Lord. We ask that you help us all to do our part, to take you and make you a part of our everyday lives and not to forget that you are the one that brought us out of our bondage, Lord, that you are the one that brought us to salvation. We ask that you just constantly remind us of your presence and your power. Please just move amongst us today. If there be anyone here that needs to make a move, please don't let them leave today before they make it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.